Welcome to A Girl in Her 20s, a boss girl podcast on personal growth. My name is Kira, and I'm here to help you manifest the best possible life in your 20s. Remember, you always got this. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, guys? Today is October 26th. It is a Monday, and I'm in a good freaking mood right now. You're like, whoa, Kira, that's a lot of energy you're putting out there. Yes, it is, because... Like I said, in a good mood. So yeah, I uh, am really excited for today's episode. I'm going to be talking to you guys about creating healthier habits. And what kind of inspired me to talk about this is I've been reading this book, Atomic Habits. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast in the past. It's one of my new favorite books, and it's by the author James Clear and honestly guys it's freaking life-changing. I don't want to be like so dramatic when I'm talking about a book but it is really provided a lot of clarity to me because I feel like I am really guilty of falling into very bad habits. I think it's like kind of part of human nature and I think I'm definitely not the only one who struggles with bad habits and I mean you can really relate this to anything you know bad men in the past I don't know for all you ladies out there who can relate to that sometimes you just have these bad habits and it just in the moment you go for it because it's easy and it you know it just works for you in that time being but like it doesn't isn't always the best thing for you and I've learned through a lot of my experiences that you know sometimes don't go that route sometimes it's good to really cultivate real amazing beautiful habits that can lead into a more beautiful thing but it takes time i feel like anything really good takes time okay not anything but a lot of things take time and i mean think about like right now i'm really into growing plants and i have all these plant babies right now i have this beautiful monstera and which is like the cheese plant and she looks great but she's um she's small she's not a big gal yet And I'm just waiting for her to just kind of grow a bit more and just become this beautiful, huge monstera plant. My mom has grown her monstera plant and it's just, it's huge. And every time I go home and I see her plant and then I compare it to mine, I'm just like, wow, my plant is so sad. One day, hopefully it will be that big. But you know what I mean? It takes time, a lot of love, a lot of water, fertilizer. And, you know, I obviously I water it consistently and, you know, I, spray it I missed it because you know you got to give it some of that like I think it's a tropical it is a tropical plant I'm pretty sure so it likes like more humid places so definitely like to spritz it you know I feel like I'm giving it like a nice little shower and it enjoys that well I'm really going on a rant about plants right now but point is is I do think you have to be patient in life and but really you have to put work in to get something out of life and I think that's something that and it doesn't even have to be a lot of work like I think about like taking care of anything like it's just baby steps I mean really taking care of plant you just water it it's so simple but I mean it's like anything you do in life you just take the baby steps and then you know those baby steps turn into larger steps and and then you're really on your way I mean it's just it's like how you tackle anything in life and so anyways in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about some of like my bad habits and that I've had in the past how I've kind of cut those bad habits off at the source and habits that I've implemented into my life to make it easier to accomplish tasks and get things done. Let's kind of jump on into it. So first, I think the key to 
cut off a bad habit. And sorry, a lot of things I'm going to reference are going to be in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, like I said earlier. So if you have the book, I'll reference like pages in here and talk about it. So a lot of these genius ideas are not of my own. <laughs> I've learned from him. Some of it is from experience, some of it is from him. So I think this, this episode's kind of a combination of all. So either way, okay, I'm gonna get back into it. So the key to cut off a bad habit is by the source or to reduce exposure to the cue that causes that bad habit. So uh, if you go to, on page 24, there, he gives a bunch of examples that I think are really, really great, really ap applicable. So first, if you can't seem to get any work done, leave your phone in another room for a few hours. Guys, I've tried this. It definitely works. Like, especially because I tend to be that person who likes to scroll my phone. I find that tip to be very helpful so you don't allow yourself to have any distractions. Another thing that my friends used to do, my friends and I used to do is we would, there's like a mode that you could set on your computer so that it's just, it turns off your internet or something or like you can close out of, like social media tabs that you would like enter into. I'm not sure. I'm sure if you um, if you search it up, you'd figure out how to do this. But then it just made it easier so that you know even if I'm on my computer, I don't just search on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Like it really just cuts that out, so I can't do that. So that's another little tip if you're studying or working on something. Another example is if you're continually feeling you're like you're not enough stop following social media accounts that trigger jealousy and envy guys major key on this one i think this is something that i definitely had to do i had to if i and if i didn't want to unfollow somebody because i'm like friends with them and i'm like i don't want to do that then really i would just mute their stories their posts and then honestly gave me such more peace of mind i don't have to see their stuff i don't have to think about them so that really helped me and following people that inspire me, um, that I'm friends with, people that just give me good energy and good vibes, like those are the people I want to be following and like catering my energy and time to. So just, I think that's definitely a big key one. And if you're wasting too much time watching television, move the TV out of the bedroom. That's a pretty, I think, big one. I don't have a TV in my room for that reason as well. I think that if I had... I used to have a TV in my bedroom and I found that it was just really bad because I would just fall asleep to the TV. And right now I'd much rather fall asleep to a good book and that's pretty much, or meditating. That's kind of what I like to do if, to fall asleep. So yeah, I find that having the television in, the, in your bedroom can sometimes be toxic. But you know, I know some people love having the television in their room and they, they can find a balance for it. So, you know, I think it's just, as long, whatever works for you and in, in, your, in your household, then, you know, you do that. So yeah, those are just a few examples of, you know, kind of reducing exposure to the cue that causes whatever your bad habit is. So like I said, like the television, you know, when you're moving out the television, you don't see the television in your room. So it doesn't give you that cue to turn it on or, you know, same with having your phone on your desk. You see that that's a cue for you to pick it up and go on it and scroll on it. Just kind of reducing those cues can really help you take away bad habits you know the the key steps to kind of breaking bad habits is making it unattractive and making it difficult so some of the bad habits that I've been able to overcome but and I'm still working on these so <laughs> overcoming but you know some of them I've overcame and then I go back to the bad habits so that's why I say like I feel like I'm it's a process and still working on all these but first is I have the worst habit with nail biting picking my cuticles. Oh my goodness. I've had 
and, it, and for me, it's such a, I'm so insecure about it. It's such a, what's probably one of my biggest insecurities. And I'd be so insecure, like even when I'd be meeting new people, like to shake their hand, like I wouldn't want them to see my hands or like I am someone who I like to talk with my hands when I'm speaking. So like that, like I felt like I would have to like put my hands in my pockets, which I didn't like doing. And just, I don't know, I just feel like I hated the fact that I'd look down at my hands and they'd be so unappealing, so unattractive, and it would just, it would make me annoyed. But then when I was stressed or anxious, I would still go to, and resort to biting my nails. And guys, I've tried everything. I tried like the nail polish that makes your fingers taste really bad or whatever, and honestly, didn't work for me. It's not just biting, it's also picking for me. Like yeah, that nail polish wouldn't really work for that. There were just different things I tried and nothing would work. And the only thing so far that I found that has worked for me is <clears throat> I've made my nails. I, I get my nails done now. And I find that that's made the world of a difference because now that my nails are not unattractive, they're, they are, I think they're attractive. I don't want to touch them. I don't want to ruin them because I like them. So I think in that case, because my nails were so unattractive to me, I didn't really mind to bite them and make them worse because I, at that point they were already, you know, bad, you know what I mean? So the fact that now I make them attractive, it just really changes my outlook on how I see them and I don't pick or, you know, sometimes there's odd cases that I do, but overall I'm just a lot happier and my cuticles are a lot happier too. Another bad habit that I've had is being too lazy to work out. And I feel like this is something that like a lot of people can relate to. Like, you know, you wake up, you set your your alarm early to get up, go on a workout, go running, do whatever. And I've definitely done this and then I've just snoozed and then they're like, nope, I'm gonna not do this. Or I've tried to work out like after work, but for me after work, I'm so beat from work and I just, the last thing I want to do is like do more work. <laughs> and that's the thing is I think you have to adjust your your mindset. And for me, like it's just putting in more effort. I just don't want to after I've been like busy all day at work. Um, I know other people are different. Like they can, that's when it's like their perfect time because they get to like work out like they're stressed from work or whatever. And I think for me that that's worked in the past as well. But, and I think I'll, in the future, I'll have to do that. Right now, I, I really prefer to work out in the morning before I work, which I think is like the best for me because it kind of just, and other people are different. You can't do that. But for me, I like waking up. I find that's when I have the most energy. I eat my breakfast, which is another, another thing that people like don't do is eating before working out. But I find that I, I can't work out on an empty stomach. So I have to eat something light. So I eat like a bowl of oatmeal. And then I'll do my workout and then I'll shower and then I'll hop on my computer for work. And guys, I always start my day so positive when I do that. Just puts me in the right mood. I love working out. I, I always feel better knowing that I, I did that. It was productive and like I just mentally feel really good and that just starts my day off right. So, you know, whatever it is for you, I find that, you know, to kind of overcome like being lazy and like not like wanting to work out, I feel like I've had to set myself up knowing, okay, I have the time in the morning to work out, that it's it's a good time. And also I like put out my gym shoes, my yoga mat, and like I have a workout, a workout program that I'm following, which keeps me motivated. And I find that that just is the best uh, setup for success for me, knowing that like I have everything out, it's like in plain sight. So I'm more likely to do it because it's just like, it's set up, it's easy. I have really no excuse. I don't have to go anywhere, it's in my own place. And I just, you know, put on the shoes, go on the yoga mat and do my workout and it's great. So definitely recommend making it easy for you to kind of 
do the things that you want to do so you don't have a bad habit of just being lazy and not wanting to do the things that you actually want to do. If that makes any sense. Uh, next, something that I struggle with is I still like snack and eat fast food. And um, if you guys listen to my episode that I had with Deja on plant-based eating, and that one was really just eye-opening for me because I think she she brought in some really good advice on just making sure if you know if you want to eat something unhealthy, it's okay. Just like incorporate healthier foods into the meal. So adding some vegetables in there, or like if you're gonna get like if you go to a fast food restaurant instead of getting like a burger, shake and fries, like that's the three you know three things that are pretty pretty bad for you. Maybe just do like a burger and fries and skip out in the shake and get like a salad or I don't know. Like you just mix things up, and I think that's been better for me. Just trying to not limit myself, but just add more veggies into my meals and then fill up on the veggies because I definitely don't want to fill up on just food that isn't good for me. So that's been definitely helpful. And then kind of back to the cues thing, like not having unhealthy food right in front of me all the time. So I think I found that if I buy less crap, then I will eat less crap, right? Because I won't, I won't want to go out and go buy it. You know what I mean? Like it's the convenience of of having it in my place. So I must say recently I did just buy some like snacks and stuff that aren't as healthy, but like let yourself indulge and enjoy the unhealthier foods. I think it's just all in moderation. Then that's the biggest thing too, like knowing what's right for your body, what your body is telling you to eat and crave and just, you know, let yourself live and enjoy life, but just do it in moderation. So the last thing that it's a pretty bad habit that I have is kind of bringing myself down and I find that I have to kind of snap myself out of that mindset. It's a big thing kind of realizing when you're doing that to yourself, like when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, wow, I look kind of, I don't know, I hate this word, but I look kind of fat today. Like saying that out loud is such a a harsh and like bad thing to say to yourself. And instead it should, your mindset should be, wow, you know what? I'm looking good today. Maybe I'm like not the skinniest, but that's okay because I love my body and I love the way that it looks and I'm I'm not like every other person. And I got, you know, these things about my body that I love, you know, like whether that's you love your legs or you love, you know, your smile or whatever that is, you know, kind of focus on things that you do enjoy about yourself. So, or, you know, when I'm working and maybe I don't love how this, you know, project came out, you know what, just telling yourself, hey, you know what, you showed up today, you put in the work, you tried your best, that's really all you could ask for yourself. You cannot tear yourself down for, you know, what you have done, you know? So it's just trying to keep myself positive instead of seeing things as always kind of negative and like being like, oh, you're not good enough. And that's the biggest thing I always tell myself is I'm not good enough. And I don't know if maybe that's like the, the really hardworking, like crazy, you know, like nothing's ever good enough kind of grown up with, but I've tried to try to kind of change that mindset to, you know what, you are good enough and it's okay. It is okay. You're going to be okay. All right, so that's kind of my segment there on like some of my worst habits that I have. So some of the habits I've implemented to make my life easier to accomplish tasks. And these things are all kind of different, but they've all been really crucial for my kind of journey and what's kind of gotten me out of these bad habits that I've had. So first, uh, you know, creating a routine for yourself. Like I kind of spoke about, you know, knowing that I'm going to work out in the morning and, you know, when I'm going to eat and then I'm going to go to work and then after work, I'll let myself relax for a bit and then I'll make dinner. Like just kind of creating that routine. And then there's this idea of habit stacking, which is 
another uh, kind of idea from this book. And so the habit stacking formula is after I, whatever your current habit is, I will, and then new habit. So for example, for meditation, after I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. That is such an easy way to get you to do something because it's like you'll remember to do it because it's becoming part of the routine that you already do every day. Um, for exercise, after I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change it to workout clothes. Of course, that can apply to any of you guys. If that's something that you want to be doing, that's a great, great, you know, mind shift. Gratitude, which is this is one I love. After I sit down to dinner, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened today. Easy. Like that, you can totally do that. So these are all examples of things that I think are very easy to habit, quote unquote, habit stack into your everyday routine so that you can get in those good habits that you haven't been able to get in before. Another thing I like to do is setting up my room for success. I think this is so important, keeping my room clean, keeping my workstation clean, keeping my living room clean where I work out. And like I said earlier, keeping out my workout gear so that I know I see it there. I know I have to work out. It just kind of gives me those subtle cues to kind of either be productive or get my workout in and just, I just feel better that way. I think when I see a mess, I just start to see clutter and then I feel like I'm overwhelmed and it clutters my brain and all that. Like I feel like that's just how I am personally. So just keeping things clean just makes me feel good and just kind of sets me up for success because everything is easy to get when I need it and I know where everything is, is when I need it. So this is something that I have always done and I've, and it's such a good habit. I think that it's something that can make your life a lot easier. So putting on music or podcasts that triggers me to, to work on something. So I used to do this in school while I was studying. I had like this one playlist and it was like a vibes playlist or whatever. I was pretty simpy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what that term is. Um, if you know what that term is, I mean, holla at your girl because <laughs> I'm pretty like, yeah, I get into my feels. I get very simpy when I am trying to get work done or school work done. And I just put on these lo-fi, like chill R&B music and then I can get my stuff done. And I don't know why, like I, as soon as I would put this playlist on, like I would just immediately get into studying and it would just be, I'd be zoned in on that. And I loved it. That was just the best way that I could get my work done. And I find that even with my current job now, like if I need to get through a project or a template, an Excel template or whatever, I'll just like put on my, my R&B music, I will zone in and get my stuff done. And I don't know, it's um, a cue for me to get things done. Having the same playlist that I listen to, it just automatically, my brain is accustomed to being focused and getting my work done when I listen to this music. So it just automatically kind of forces me to do it. And it can be the same thing with a podcast that you like to listen to to kind of get you to do something. And I, I find that when I wake up in the mornings, sometimes if I'm very tired, like I'll just put on a podcast, it'll wake me up so that I, I hear people talking and it just, I don't know, it wakes me up a bit more. So just subtle things that kind of gets you kind of to do something that maybe you wouldn't have done in the past. So another thing that helps me is to create a routine around something that makes me happy. So I read this actually, the strategy in the book. For example, say you want to feel happier in general. Find something that makes you truly happy, like petting your dog or taking a bubble bath and then create a short routine that you perform every time before you do the thing you love. Maybe you take three deep breaths and smile. Three deep breaths, smile, pet the dog, repeat. 
Eventually, you'll begin to associate this breath and smile routine with being in a good mood. It becomes a cue that means feeling happy. Once established, you can break it out anytime you need to change your emotional state. Stressed at work? Take three deep breaths and smile. Sad about life? Three deep breaths and smile. So once the habit has been built, the cue can prompt a craving, even if it has little to do with the original situation. I love this. I think it's super, super helpful and key. Yes, it sounds kind of weird at first, but like any of these tips, you have to try them and see if they work out for you. I mean, not everything is going to work out for you, but I think it's there's no point in you know in in not trying. It's it's just kind of getting yourself into it. And I think it's for me that's what I've had to do is just try to implement all these habits and see what works for me. But this has worked for me. Just kind of associating if I'm in a in a stressful mood, I know that if I take my ten deep breaths that I've associated that make me relax and calm down, like I do that, and it really helps me feel better. So it's just for you finding that same thing that makes you truly happy, like, you know, petting your dog or whatever. Very personal to to your you and your routine. Another tip slash secret into kind of getting into a new habit is to always stay below the point where it feels like work. So with journaling, I have found a template that's really easy for me to follow and it doesn't require a lot of time. And I wanted to journal, like I knew journaling would bring me like a sort of it would be just a calming experience and allow me to reflect on my day and reflect on what I'm grateful for and I've I knew I wanted to do that but I I'm not into like writing pages and pages that's just like not my style maybe one day it will be but and if I feel like it I will write you know but right now I know that I'm comfortable with writing a page if based on this template and it works for me and it doesn't feel like work similar with working out it's same kind of thing, you know, taking the baby steps. Do it before it feels like it's actually work. So, you know, to put on your running shoes, go on a quick walk, you know, maybe that's the first step and you do that every day, right? Then from that walk, maybe you start jogging for 10 minutes more in that walk. And then maybe after the jogging, that turns into more of a sprint. And you kind of every day build on that, but you just first start off with the most basic easiest thing for yourself to follow and then keep going on from there and eventually the thing that you want to do you'll be able to accomplish it but it's just taking those baby steps and allowing yourself to get used to it and you know then you can build on that but your body will adjust and if you want to get into something then let your body adjust to the most basic things and then kind of increase the hardness no no increase the difficulty each time and uh or, you know, maybe it's every two weeks you increase the difficulty. There's really no deadline of when you need to accomplish something. It's it's your own journey, right? So I think just showing up and getting outside and going for a walk, that's such a big step and you should already be proud of yourself for doing that. That's all you can do. That's great, you know, and do that every day. And then maybe eventually you can turn that walk into a jog. But don't pressure yourself just take everything day by day and, and like listen to your body. You know, maybe one day your body will be like, oh yes, today is the day I want to go on a nice little jog and just listen to it and do it. But if you just always want to walk and that does it for you, then just walk, right? There's just, like I said, it's everybody's journey is so different, but it's just taking the baby steps each day. This is similar for me with, with meditating. I found that I had to just tell myself like, okay, if I told myself to meditate for 10 minutes every day, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I started very simple. I just did it for two minutes. 
that two minutes turned into five minutes and then now it's like a 10 minute thing that I do daily. And what I use is the Wim Hof method. I've talked about that before in the past. Search on the app store Wim Hof method. It's amazing guys. I'm not gonna go into because I've talked about it so many times, but follow his like guided breathing session and that's what I do every day and it's really changed the game for me. So I'm gonna finish up on this quote that I read in the book. Like I said, I know I'm referencing this book a lot. The cost of good habits are in the present. The cost of bad habits are in the future. So for example, when you make a plan to lose weight, learn a language, you're actually making plans for your future. But generally, instant gratification wins, which is being full, pampered, and entertained. So as a general rule, the more immediate pleasure you get from an action, the more strongly you should question whether it aligns with your long-term goals, which is why it's so important to know your goals and what you want. But kind of like to recap and like what I took away from all this was that your body craves instant gratification, right? You, that's why with social media, it's so easy to get addicted because when you post something, you know, you're, you're like anticipating how many likes you're going to get from that. Well, this was, you know, for me in the past, now I don't really care, but in the past I would be anticipating how many likes I get on a post, how many followers I'd have and all that jazz, right? Cause it's just like, I'm wanting that instant gratification of that feeling and, or you know what? I go and I have a piece of chocolate cake and I'm like, yes, this is gonna be amazing. feels really good in the moment. But then later down the road, if I were to eat a piece of chocolate cake every night, I would not be, I would not feel super healthy. Maybe my weight would not be where I'd want it to be. And long term, it does not, it's not getting me towards my goals. Sometimes it's, it's the harder things, the things that maybe you don't want to do right away, like getting up and working out or eating healthier meals in the day. Like, you know, maybe that's not the instant gratification that you're looking for. Maybe eventually it'll become like that because you're so used to it and it's become part of your routine. But at first it might not be that easy, but just think about your long-term goals and how much more efficient and how much better it's gonna make your life in the long run. Because these short-term instant gratifications, they do not always make your life better. Some things can, for sure. I'm not gonna say like this applies to everything, but generally that's kind of the rule. And you think about even like smoking cigarettes for the people who smoke cigarettes, like they kind of get into it on whenever every person's different. It's supposed to be like kind of an instant gratification thing. It makes you feel calmer and it kind of soothes that, you know, that craving that you have for nicotine. And so you smoke a cigarette, but then the long-term effects of smoking cigarettes is lung cancer and people who smoke cigarettes know that they know that that that's definitely a risk but for them it's like that instant gratification that their brain has triggered them to want the instant relief but you know if they instead got into and first let me preface this because not everyone can do this and it is not easy to get off of an addiction so i by no means am i trying to say that if you have this addiction that this is how you get off of it. I know it's not easy and I'm not trying to like be insensitive and say that it's super easy to get off of smoking cigarettes. I, I, I'm sure it's not. So the what I'm going to suggest is a very little thing and a, you know, maybe this works for you, but it's very personal to you and you know, there's 
doctors or therapists out there that can help you get off your addictions and they have even more detailed strategies that can cater towards your needs and what works best for you if that is something that you are looking for. You know, healthier habits such as you know, if you're really feeling really stressed and you're at home taking a nice hot bath, you know, getting in a tub and just relaxing, playing some calming music, lighting a candle, that like is completely healthy for your body. You're doing it, you're letting yourself like kind of meditate in the in the bath and just enjoy your time by yourself. That's a great alternative, you know. There's so many other things that you can do. And or, you know, it's it's just letting yourself know that you're working towards a goal and you had to do some of the harder steps at first to get a great reward in the end. And I think this is the same thing that you're doing when you're planning for retirement, you're planning for buying a future home one day, you're planning um, to you're planning to go traveling somewhere. These are all things that yes, you you can't immediately unless I mean sorry, unless you just have a lot of money <laughs> or you win the lottery. Like it's something that you have to build towards. You have to you know, save money day by day and eventually you'll be able to retire. Eventually you can buy a house. Eventually you can go travel. But it's the fact that you have to put that time in, that work in to get there. It's those longer term goals, but you will get there. And it's the same thing. You can't just expect to be able to buy a house right when you get out of school. Unless, like I said, you have a lot of money somehow. You know, there are <laughs> certain cases, so I'm not going to say this applies to everybody, but majority of people have to work, you know, and make money before they can buy these things and attain these goals. So just know that, you know, if, if something is a little too easy, you know, those like cashback grabs or, oh my gosh, like um, places that let you, that loan you money, but charge insane interest rates on your loan, the loans, like those are, they look nice from the outside. You're like, oh wow, I can get this much money right now. But it's like, no, the, like you cannot trust those places. You have no idea like how much worse of a risk that you're t- you're putting yourself through because how are you going to pay back these crazy interest payments if you didn't have money to begin with? You know what I mean? It's like those easy, quick schemes. They never freaking work. You got to put in some type of work and just be okay if it takes you time. Like that's okay. Just be patient. Take the baby steps and those will become bigger steps or they'll, you know, you'll just become steps in general. You know what I mean? It just... Let yourself ride out and and just figure out the best goals for yourself, things that will at the end of the day make you happy and work towards those goals. I think that at the end of the day, creating habits, it's all so that you can live your best life so that you can be overall, like, be happy, you know? (laughs) That's that's the goal for me in my life. It's just just to be happy. Really, that's that's all I can ask for and and live my, my best life, right? So you can do all these things, guys. You just got to start from somewhere and start implementing some good habits. Cut out the bad habits. It's taken me a lot of time and I do, I'm not perfect. I go off of the rail. Is that the term? I go off of the... Oh, man, I, can't, I don't know what the term is. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I get sidetracked sometimes. So I have to kind of reel myself back into reality, into you know my my state of doing these good habits that will lead to a healthier lifestyle that the lifestyle that I want I just have to put the work in and not be too lazy because that's my biggest thing is that I tend to be very lazy sometimes and it's like no I just gotta put in a little bit of work and I can do this and it's good work work that will pay off in the one day thank you guys for listening thank you for being on this journey with with me 
please follow the podcast at a girl in her 20s podcast on instagram you can follow me on spotify apple Podcasts. that would be amazing give us a, a review on on apple podcast if you want that'd be also lovely and i will talk to you guys in the next one okay bye Last lady, tell him I'm a